0: Brian Avery.
1: And welcome to Voices from the Field, a podcast brought to you by the Department of Sport Management at the University of Florida. This podcast was created to share the career journeys of sport industry professionals. Our hope is that you learn the ins and outs of different sport industry professions. We are excited to be with all of you this week and with our special guest, Lee Davis. Lee is the director of recruiting operations for the University of Florida football team.
0: So Lee received her bachelor's degree in public relations and her master's degree in sport management from the University of Alabama. Her previous work experience includes being a student assistant for the Alabama football team and coordinator of recruiting operations for the Mississippi State University football team. That was for over six years. Lee is currently the director of recruiting operations for Florida football. Lee, thank you for being with us today. And you had the privilege of having our first 15 second countdown using fight songs.
2: Uh,
0: Yeah, we were excited to launch that
2: one. I I felt like you've always done it. It was perfect.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
1: And it was great timing, right? Um, Unexpected surprise. So, Lee, can you share with us us, um, a little bit about your career journey starting with college and really curious when you knew you really wanted to get involved in college football?
2: Yes, absolutely. So my dad is a high school football coach. And so I've grown up around football my entire life. Um, When I was in college, which is I'm aging myself, but over 10 years ago, I didn't know the opportunity for women in sports at the time. I was like, okay, I want to work in football like I love football. I'm passionate about it. I've grown up around it my entire life. But I thought, okay, I'm going to have to be a trainer. You know, I didn't realize that there were careers for women in football until I got to college at Alabama. And I want to say Alabama was probably one of the first teams in the country to um, bring in women. And Coach Saban was very proactive with that. And so when I got to Alabama, I started volunteering in the football office there. And um, my career just kind of grew from there. Um, I was a graduate assistant there. And then from there, I've had two interviews in my entire life. One with Coach Mullen and one with Coach Saban. Those are my only two interviews. So I don't know what it's like to have a real interview because I wouldn't count those as like true interviews with people. They were both very, they were both very different, but um, I would say unique at the same time. So anyway, See, I, I would
0: count those as some of the most high level interviews that anyone could yeah. hear, uh, put in. I, I, would, I, would
2: I, would, I would call them unique.
0: I'm unique. Okay, there we go. Yeah,
2: both <laughs> unique, both very different, which okay. is in their, in their own right. Um, But anyway, I ended up, I got my master's, like you said, in sports management at Alabama, got experience, started networking there. And then there was a job open at Mississippi State. A lot of the coaches there, um, and actually Jeff Collins, who was the defense coordinator here for a little bit, he hired me at Alabama. And then he was the defensive coordinator at Mississippi State. And so it just kind of all connected. It's a small world. I got the interview with Coach Mullen, and he hired me. And so I've been with him ever since.
1: Very cool. Yeah, it is, you know, unique. I had a student, I was just talking to her, she'll be on the podcast later and was saying how you being a female in that role, how curious she was to you know how you got in and how that was, yeah, appealing. And, and yeah, just to be one of the first, like you said, to break into that, especially in the SEC. I mean, that's, you know,
2: yeah. pretty unique
1: as well. Um, you know, way
2: so like, back 10 years ago, I was one of the first women in football. You know, my boss was probably the first and, um, Now, I love it. Every school has, you know, women, whether it's coaching or operations or recruiting their women in um, football, which is really cool to see.
1: That's awesome. And what makes you passionate about that, your role specifically? Because I know it's been the same um, from your beginning of even assisting. You were in the recruiting kind of world.
2: I, I just love people. And i love meeting new people i love being around people and i think that's one cool thing about recruiting is you're meeting from people you're meeting people in all walks of life and um you're getting to know people that you wouldn't uh, you would never meet in life otherwise so i think that's one of the one of the things i'm passionate about is people yeah. and i'll University in with florida it's easy to show off <laughs> the University of Florida. <laughs> yeah.
1: um, and in your current position, what are your, your duties, your roles? Um, tell us a little about what some of your responsibilities are.
2: So I organize official and unofficial visits. So when right now it's a little bit different because we're having to go virtual. So we're doing um, virtual unofficial visits right now. We just had a, I think um, in recruiting, you just have to, in anything in life, you really just have to adapt and go with it. Right. And so that's what we've had to do when everything kind of stopped last year and we moved um, all virtual. And so I do that. I help implement our social media and recruiting plan um, as far as like graphics and mail and all the stuff that we send out that comes out recruiting wise. Um, We meet as a group and I help implement that. And then I would describe my role when the coaches go out um, in recruiting So people like, oh, you go out recruiting all the time. I'm like, well, here's how I'll describe it. I'm air traffic control. (laughs) <laughs> so I, I cannot go out, but I send everybody else out. And we're, you know, it's it's a constant, like, you have to be organized. You have to know where everybody's going. There are all kinds of rules, you know, so mm-hmm. I organize that as well.
1: Wow, that's, that. yeah, that's really interesting, too, to know, like, you're the phone call when the flight gets canceled or the, you know, like, all the other right. things that go, right? Yeah, like, I what's going Where you're
2: going? Yeah, I think mean, co- I've been um, on the phone and Coach Landed in a private plane. It's like, the kid doesn't want to see me. Where am I going next? So, wow. like, hey, all right, here's where you are. Here's where we're going next. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's pretty amazing. And, and what are uh, any other things you can think of that your students probably wouldn't assume your job uh, would include?
2: Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like one of the cool things about my job too, it's, it's something new every day. You know, you're always having to change, Change. you're always having to be creative, you're always having to, okay, what what can we do that's better than the next school? You know, because everybody kind of does the same thing, but how are we going to stand out? And especially in the SEC with the big dogs, you know, so I think it just changes every day and every day, you never know what you're going to get, <laughs> if that makes sense. Uh,
0: so, no, I appreciate the insight there. And uh, I love the analogy of air traffic controller, if you will. Uh, you know, and I think people can respect the fact that without it, planes don't fly. So uh, Correct. You play a yeah. Role uh, in what's going on. So that's that's great. Outside of that, though, you know, you dated yourself, you said about 10 years within the industry and in your current role as a director of recruiting operations for uh, Florida football. How do you think you've evolved as a leader, an innovator, a person, in, in all those different capacities? I know there's a lot of hats to wear. So
2: yeah, I feel like I've just grown so much in all aspects of my life, you know, over the last ten years. And you, you have to. Um, I think when I ten years ago, I, I wouldn't delegate. You know, I'm like, okay, I'm, I can do it all myself because I'm 24 and, you know, uh, you know you're know, you eager and you're, but I think it's a good thing to delegate. I think it's a good thing to master skills that you're good at and be able to delegate that to other people that you're not, if that makes sense. But I love being able to um, help other people. I, I was that girl. I was the one wanting to get in the business and doing whatever, you know, wanting to do whatever I could to um, just get a chance. You know, to be in it, so I always I'm always looking to help other people to get their foot in the door.
0: That's good. No, delegation I think is so vital to anyone's success. I, I took me years, unfortunately, to learn those rules, and I paid a price on that. So, to learn that at your age uh, and with respect to the role <laughs> you're playing is incredible because uh, I didn't get it till I was in my 40s, and I think it's hurt me. So, uh, that's fantastic. Outside of that, so. Looking back in your career, you know, what's one thing you'd wish you had known before you start that you think could have changed the trajectory a little bit or advanced it further more quickly, if that's even plausible for what's going on?
2: Yeah, I, um, I feel like, I feel like, too, one of the biggest things I wish I'd learned is like, some connections I didn't, um, I guess, put the time into and I've lost connection with people. And um, just to maybe I feel like you have to, you have to work it keeping connections sometimes right and maybe net- networking a little bit more and um like be- going to conferences and just being able to learn more from other people and i feel like that's maybe one thing that i haven't done that i still still want to get better at and still want to do
0: no it's a good point we we teach that uh, to our students uh, in the sport management program at this point that networking and relationship building is so critical. Uh, so hearing that and you affirming it is wonderful uh, for us. So, in, in in addition to that, though, was there ever a career setback in that last ten years that you realized later was a potential advantage for you?
2: Um, I'm trying to think. Um, I I've had chances to go to other places, I guess, and so um, I I feel like. It's, this is kind of, it's kind of crazy, but Coach Michael Wayne wanted to hire me when I had first gotten to, I first gotten to Mississippi State, and um, he wanted to hire me. He was at Colorado State, and eventually he got the job at Florida, right? And I'm still at Mississippi State, so I'm sitting there still at Mississippi State, and I'm thinking, oh, how different would my life be if I had gone there and I would be at Florida now? And then looking back three years later, here I am at Florida, Mm-hmm. You know, you always look back and you go, what ifs? But I, I just feel like I have to make decisions um, where I'm at in the moment and just live in live in the moment.
0: Oh, you made a good decision.
2: <laughs> yes, I, did. I did. Yeah. Yes, you but did. I, I say that to say um, I've had opportunities to, you know, go to other places and do other things. But I, I just love who I work for. I love what I do. So I hadn't hadn't been able to make a move yet.
0: <laughs> That's fair. Maybe you don't ever have to. I mean,
2: yeah,
0: <laughs> they just lifelong uh, connections and relationships are established right out the gate, and, and they uh, they're able to you know retire off of it. So that could be <laughs> a
1: thing. yeah. And I you know you spoke about how things evolve so quickly within the industry, the changes. Like I remember working with the soccer program when you're coming in with recruiting material. That was way beyond <laughs> us at the moment. and uh, But that was just the beginning. Like There was always creativity involved. And so you know, what are some of the best resources you um, that have helped you along the way, specifically for your role in the recruiting um, field?
2: Honestly, I, I'm always looking at what other people are doing you know, and that's like one good thing about social media is everybody's putting their stuff out there. So, and when we send stuff to kids or when other schools are posting stuff, I'm always paying attention to that. And I think all of us here are because we're like, okay, that's a cool idea. How can I take that and make it our own That of uh, something that's uh Florida's, it, we can make it Florida's own, you know? So I feel like, um, I don't know if that answered your question or not.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a part of it for sure. Just using yeah. all the you know, whether it's social media or anything you're watching, any of the news channels or feeds you're getting on what, you know, I'm sure you can take things and off. Uh, of, like, yeah.
2: Program. And I feel, like, I feel like too, we have a great group of people here and just listening to other people and everybody coming together with everyone's ideas and just brainstorming, you know, and um, mm-hmm. you're, you're always going to be better together. You know, you're instead of one mind. OK, let's all come together. It's a group. It's a group effort. We're going to be better when all of us are putting our heads together instead of um, trying to do everything yourself. And I feel yeah. like that's, a, that's a, an important task like all of your students can take into the next job. You know, you don't have to do everything yourself, like be a group, listen to other people, let them help you
1: yeah absolutely and funny that's a good segue for our next question about who are the three people who who've been the most influential to you and why
2: um i would say number one my dad obviously we're, we're i'm really close with my dad on uh, like i said he was a football coach so he kind of he let me believe i could do anything i wanted to do you know i was the little girl that was on the football field all the time and he was he was good with that and he was like you can anything you want to do you can do it you know, so I would say definitely my dad and just growing up around football, that's kind of why I had the passion for the game and then I would say my next person, her name's rachel smallwood she was the she was in my role at Alabama, and uh, I was a student there, and I remember just looking up to her so much and um being like, I want to be her one day, you know, and so she helped she actually helped so much in um preparing me for this role, or when I was at Mississippi State, because I was just so young, I was fresh out of college, and she helped me transition into that role, and then I would say my third, um, can I have two more? <laughs>
1: sure, we'll give you two more, no yeah. problem.
2: Um, the, the other guy is Ed Manowitz, he has been in the NFL, and he works for Jimmy Sexton now, um, who works for CAA as an agent, He gave me a chance and hired me as a GA that last year, which helped me get the job in Mississippi state. And he, um, he gave me some really good advice when I was leaving um, Alabama to go to Mississippi state. He was like, you're not always going to agree with what coach Mullen says, but you got to do it anyway. He's your boss. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like I take, cause some people just want to complain all the time or like, I don't like that. I'm like, well, at the end of the day, you got to do what the boss says. Right. And um also, too, another person who was really instrumental in helping me get the job at Mississippi State was Joe Judge. And he was at Alabama and now he's the head coach with the Giants. So, cool. um, yeah, it's just such a small world. And it's so cool to see other people and where their careers is taking them as well. And it, it goes back to keeping those connections because you never know where someone will be later down and down the road in life.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And your world is small and big at the same time. Yes. football has been like the fortress i call it it's like you gotta break in once you're in like you're in the you know you all have your networks and one coach goes and takes those you know other coaches and recruiting i'm sure um but yeah it is it is it is cool because i'm sure you know once you're in keeping those connections and how would you suggest our students actually um are really and always at like asking you know how do i keep following up with people and what's the right amount of time to like reach back out and so do you have any suggestions Um, especially for those interested in coaching in the world of football and in collegiate athletics.
2: I know it's such a fine line, but I think you have to, um, you have to keep your name in their mind, if that makes sense. So it's a fine line between being, you know, annoying, but also to making sure, Hey, I know that uh, I want you to remember that I want to work with you or I, you know, if you have a job open, I want this job. So I really don't think you can overdo it there. I might I might be different on opinions than some people, but um, you definitely want to just keep reminding them that you're here and you're available to work.
1: That's awesome. Thanks.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that. We we give different advice to students based yeah. on different careers. Obviously, not in the sense of, of in contradiction to what you're suggesting. We just hey, you got to play it by ear. It's a feel. Yes,
2: I- it, mm-hmm.
0: You know based on responses or lack thereof. And, 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 you know, I think each circumstance is different. You have to appreciate uh, the industry that you might be approached, especially coaching in, in getting to what Shelly's asking here too. In addition to that, is there a better time of the year, if you will? For
2: I, straight was, straight I was going to say that also to just being aware of what time of year it is, you know, in the middle of the football season, it's probably not best to send Coach Mullen a text or email, <laughs> it, you know, but, um, But after the season, especially during a hiring period, so just know your industry and know, okay, this like in football, uh, after the season ends, and after recruiting, maybe right before signing day in December, and then after that's there's a lot of movement in college football. So coaches are taking different jobs, recruiting jobs are open. So that's when you want to be sending out your resume and you want to, you know, be contacting people because there's a lot of movement at that time. So just being aware of the seasons and you know what they're going through at the time.
0: Yeah, no, that bit of advice right there is something that we've been seeking an answer to for a while. <laughs> Lee, thank you. Right. Yes. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, great. I uh, really appreciate it. So for students that are considering a career in in your line of work, recruiting, in particularly in, in in football, is there a pathway you think you could clearly identify that could lead to a role like that, or? Is it just being flexible? I mean, it's just, yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely. I think every path is totally different, but you, you can't say like this is the exact path and I have to do this and I'm going to get, get a job. Cause that yeah, kind of, yeah. you know, takes you out of things. I think, um, if you can get in, get your foot in the door. The biggest thing for anybody is getting experience. It's just like I said earlier, just getting an opportunity, getting your foot in the door. And I know we are always, and I would say probably most schools in the country are always looking for people that want to come in and volunteer. You know, we might not always be able to pay you, but everybody I know, I know so many um, guys and girls that have come in and just volunteer. I was one of those. I I started off as a volunteer. And then I ended up getting paid hourly as a student and then a GA and then I got a full time job. You know, so I feel like every path, every path different. But you got to get your foot in the door to get experience.
0: Yeah. No, I appreciate you saying that as well, because volunteering is something that we've been really uh, addressing in some capacity, because obviously there's been a lack of jobs uh, yeah. lately.
2: So and volunteer- I know. Yeah. I know some ahead. people aren't always, you know, you don't have the um, maybe you can't do that as far as financially, financial reasons, yeah. but even um, if you can get a side job later and volunteer just a little bit so people know who you are, um, yeah. that even that little bit would help.
0: Yeah, no, and that goes into, you know, not just who you know, but who knows you. And, and I think that volunteering piece can help dramatically close that gap. So I agree, you get a part-time job, volunteer on the side in the area that you love or think you might love. Uh, but you're going to have to put some work in is the way that we see it this day and age. So I appreciate you, especially in what you do now. So this kind of pivots to a different discussion or topic with respect to social media, name image likeness, uh, social justice considerations and whatnot. You know, from your perspective or role, how have you seen the industry of college football change? And do you have any suggestions for students on a way to prepare themselves for that new direction, if you will, in in the collegiate sports or football. Yeah.
2: It's changed so much. It's so crazy. But I think a lot of the changes because of social media, you know, of um, people being able to show people their brands and get Mm -hmm. their brands out there and show, Hey, I'm more than a football player. I'm more than a soccer player, you know, and social media gives them a way to show that to the world. So I would just say, just staying up to date, being knowledgeable on social media, being knowledgeable on branding, um, anything like that, just doing your research and always, always learning, always growing, always adapting um, to what's going on in the world.
0: You know, speaking of social media, I think you bring up a good point that everything is forward facing at this point. Do you have any recommendations for students, athletes, things like that with respect to crafting your narrative or branding or ensuring that you meet certain policies and procedures so you don't wind up in trouble uh, at the end of the day?
2: Yeah, I would just say um, always protect your brand. Okay. You know, and everything you do, because what people like for me, a lot of times I don't know you, but um, to get to know you, I'm going to look at your Twitter. Fair. And I'm going to look at, okay, what has this person tweeted? What have they said? Because that's who you are you know, and that kind of tells your own story. So I would say my biggest advice is just protect your brand and protect, you know, your story. And what are you trying to tell? Are you, do you want to be a professional or, you know, and if you want to put fun stuff for your friends, maybe make that private so other people can't see that except for your
0: friends. (laughs) And that was what I was getting at. I was hoping you'd be like, let's be cognizant of the imagery and the things. Yes. Just be
2: careful. Yeah. And especially, um, as women in sports, you have to be extra careful what you put out there. You know, I hate to say it, but you just do, you know, um, especially in and I think in anything, but recruiting too, just you definitely need to be careful what you put out there.
0: And I think that goes for any person at this Any point. person, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, but yeah, I can respect your position on, on that. So that's good. It's helpful because we've been really trying to explain that narratives matter long-term. People are looking uh, these things will go noticed. Uh, as opposed to in the past, where things somewhat went unnoticed, but uh, things yeah. are changing, interchanging rapidly, so it's good to. And as you're- as you're
2: looking for jobs and you're looking for things like that, just go in and clean up your Facebook pics, and clean up your Twitter, and clean up your Instagram, or make it private, you know, or make a professional account because That's- they will they will go look.
0: They will. No, no, I'm glad you said that. I appreciate. That. <laughs>
2: And also to that, would you say that if you're,
1: does it impact you if you're on social media or not on social media? Um, like, as in, if you don't have any accounts and you're like, well, I'm just going to steer clear, can that actually be detrimental to um, landing a job in a recruiting role? Because there's, I,
2: I, I yeah. I, I'm not as active on Twitter anymore, just for me personally right now. So I I don't think so. You know, I, if you, that's your prerogative. If you want to be more active, just be careful of what you're putting out there. But if you don't, then I don't think that matters.
1: Okay, great. And then do you have, um, are there any software or programs you are using in the recruiting world that students could, you know, even um, get some additional education on before they're stepping into those roles?
2: Yeah, I don't know how they would have access to it. Um, We use a database called ARMS, and that's how, um, that's, I I feel like they're all kind of similar to that, but maybe they could just research it and just Mm -hmm. know how to to use it. But any recruiting database, there are a lot of them um, in the country, and I would just maybe, just so you're aware and you're aware of how they work.
1: Perfect. Yeah. I'm always like YouTube or something like that for sure. That teaches you some of the softwares. Cause I do think there's a lot of questions around that. Like, you know, um, coaches specifically look for like, well, if you have access, I mean, if you already have knowledge. I On the,
2: on the coaching side of things, our coaches use Huddle and Visio and I know like Visio is very important to guys that are listening or girls that want to, that want to coach, Visio is a very important program that they use.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. Awesome. That's really, really helpful. Um, and then what is, you know, in your transitions to three sec schools, what, what has it been like transitioning to each school and, you know, starting a job in a new athletic with, you know, a new collegiate team, and then also a new athletic department?
2: Yeah, it's been it's been fun. It's been able to it's been good to be able to get different perspectives, different, you know, experiences at each school. Because every school brings so like cool traditions and unique experiences and a unique fan base. So um, it's it's just really cool to have the experience at all three. You know, um, Alabama is different than Starkville. Starkville's different than Gainesville. So it's really been cool. I'm moving around the SEC. I finally got in the SEC East.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. And do you have any, um, uh, you know, suggestions for students considering jobs like as they enter into different um, collegiate teams or athletic departments that you, you know, you've kind of taken since being in, in multiple, multiple schools now that you're like, yeah, this is what it when you first get there, introduce yourself to these people or make sure you're, you know, um, opening yourself up to these opportunities, things like that.
2: Yeah, I feel like it's just it's always good to um, be approachable and be nice to everyone, you know, uh, because you never know when you'll need that person. Right. So that's, you know, on on the admin side of things, I don't get to see them that much, but I love being able to go over there and interact. So I would, my advice would be just to be able to interact and meet as many people as you can in the athletic department, because you never know when you're going to need that person, um, whether it's accounting or compliance or anything like that.
1: Great. And what are things you're in a very high, high paced, high pressure environment? So tell us ways you're able to kind of stay healthy while being able to, you know, even in your own role, have a high performance level. Yeah.
2: And y'all, it's hard around here because there's always food. <laughs> <laughs> like, always really good food, uh, you know, because the team, you know, and there's lean, and they they break it up. So they break it up. Lean, gain, maintain. And I'm like, oh, do I really want the lean? Because the gains like. <laughs> what looks way <laughs> so I'm just playing, but they're all there is always great food around here. I um,
0: see the barbecue up there quite a bit, so like yes. oh yes, yeah.
2: Shout out to Sonny's like Shannon because he's a former player here and his ribs okay. when he smokes them are so good, yeah. <laughs> but I, I exercise that's what I do because <laughs> I have to because I eat all the time, want to offset
0: yeah. those gains, right? No, sorry.
2: yeah, yeah, no, I that's, that's how everybody has their own outlets. I love exercise. I try to get a workout in every day and kind of it helps me de-stress. And also too, I, um, I try to have a group of friends outside of work that I hang out with. So, and they don't ask me about work, (laughs) you know, so I can, I can get away. They're not, maybe if there's something crazy, they'll be like, Hey, what's going on there? You know, but um, just a friend group where I don't have to talk about work outside of, outside of work.
1: Yeah, that's, that's awesome and hard to come by, I think, sometimes in, games yeah. in a small town.
2: <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. yeah. Or at least not in the, you know, it, not in you the flight department.
3: department. Yeah. On side. <laughs> yeah. Well, you
0: know, so we got a, a question from a, a YouTuber uh, by the name of Kent, and it looks like he is a potential student athlete uh, in the making, and he was curious with respect to if tryouts were available, uh, with respect to like walk-on positions. Is that a possibility or is that? Something? Um,
2: we, we haven't been doing tryouts just because of COVID and the situation we're in. Um, tell Kent, I don't know if he can hear me right now, but just email me. And then as soon as we have a date, I'll send that out.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. I didn't know what to expect with respect to that. So <laughs> you know, in regards to that, we'll get your email in a second. So Kent can yeah. we, uh, reach out to you, but, uh, but thank you. So, outside of that, with respect to just any general career advice for students pursuing a career in recruiting, what what kind of info would you offer them?
2: Um, obviously, we talked a lot about networking. So, just I would say that's one of the big things is networking, and then I don't. Have, I might have a little bit of echo, and then making connections. Just making connections. Um, uh, you know, keeping the keeping the connections that you do make, even okay. when you feel like you're annoying someone. I would say that, but also hard work you know, hard work, when you work hard, people notice, yeah. and you're going to have to make sacrifices if, to get where you want to be. You're going to have to sacrifice something, you know, and that was like one of the things I had to learn early on, you know, I sacrifice, you know, time with family and time with friends to be in the job that I am, you know, I haven't spent a Thanksgiving with my family in over 10 years. So um, yeah, and some most Christmases I miss because we're in a bowl game. So I definitely feel like there are going to be sacrifices when you get to where you want to be.
0: It's funny you bring that up because Becky Burley, we recently interviewed her in, in regards to, uh, you know, not being able to spend time Thanksgiving and, and Christmases. And she had experienced the holiday because of COVID and it kind of changed her trajectory on, uh, and thinking on life like, whoa, wait a second. What am I missing?
2: So yeah, that's I happened. Actually, that I know a lot of people yet. that are like that. Yeah,
0: right, right. I don't think you're at that point yet, but uh, <laughs> 30 years from now, right? Now. Yeah,
2: yeah, and just um just control what you can control.
0: Good, and good.
2: and and work hard and things will happen for you.
0: Good. And by the way, Kent, thanks you. Uh <laughs> be emailing awesome. you as so <laughs> so and we thank you for your response there. So outside of that, if you were to hire someone for your role, what qualifications okay. in a job would you be looking for?
2: I think one of the big things for me is people skills, because you're coming in contact with a lot of people all the time and you um, you have to be able to, you know, adapt. You have to be able to, okay, um, just be able to make moves in high pressure situations and remain calm, because there are a lot of times like things are just like crazy behind the scenes. But if you're calm, then everybody around you is going to be calm. If you start to freak out, everybody will freak out. Um, so I would say people's skills. Can you adapt? Can you make changes? You know, um, and are you willing to work long hours? Do you, you know how much do you really want to work? Because I mean, there are long hours. It's <laughs> yeah. And um, I would say detailed oriented okay. because little details in this business make a really big difference. If You send something out with a kid's name spelled wrong. You're probably not going to get the kid.
0: Yeah. You know, so just yeah, right. Gosh, I never thought about how detailed that would be. Yeah,
2: Um, and just little things can make a big difference, like knowing the you know, the kid's mom's name or her birthday or um any anything like that. So just being detailed oriented as well.
0: Okay. And out of curiosity, how many hours a week do you work during peak season?
2: Oh, I seven days a week. I'll just go there.
0: Oh wow. All right, all right. To students, right? No, no,
2: I want to be
1: honest, though. Like, I think that's the thing that I, you know, you you just, I'm like, I would, I always am like, give them the worst case. Like, when we had with soccer, we had, you know, um, G not GAs, but our equipment managers. I'm like, no, 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 Becky, we need to tell them worst case scenario so that they know what they're signing up for, and then it can be better than that. But like, I think it is really hard when people go in and think, Well, this is really a great looking job and I think it would be fun. And then it's like, but are you gonna give up Christmas and are you gonna give up Thanksgiving? And you're not gonna have many days off the whole year? Like you kind of have to think through that before you, you know, step in the door. So I I think it's uh, I think a lot
2: of people you see game day and you see, you know, all the Mm -hmm. cool Stuff like that, but you don't see every day, day in and day out, and the long hours and the moving things and the adjusting and all of that. So, yep.
1: It's not just cool gear and TV no, time.
2: No. <laughs> it's not just Jordans. And- exactly. Because you know that's
1: such a big deal. Like, you know, it's like, oh, like, oh look at that gear. New shoes, got a that's new right. Jordan. That's how they lure
0: you in. You're like, oh, look at this. No, so- yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh,
2: and well, I'm still in the office at 10 o'clock doing visits.
1: You
0: know? Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, outside of that, though, how can students connect with you on social media and or via email if you're willing to share?
2: Yes. Yeah, so Twitter, I'm Lee W. Davis, 17, L-E-E-W. Davis, 17. And then my emails, Lee D at gators.ufl.edu. So please reach out. I'd love to chat. I'd love to hang out. And I'd love to help you move forward in your career.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. So we also have a student joining us today who is Gabby. Okay. Uh, welcome to the program today. Gabby, how are you doing?
3: I'm good. Thanks. How are you guys?
0: Good. So very good. Thank you. So Gabby has a question for you, uh, Lee. Okay.
3: Lee, first off, thank you. It's uh, definitely... I know when I've done a little bit of experience in the sports realm, it definitely wakes you up when you're still at the arena at midnight. So <laughs> there's really honesty there for sure. But um, I'd love to know, like if you could step into our shoes and ask a question um, as the UF Sport Management Department or just the UF community in general, what would you have asked yourself that we didn't?
2: Oh, gosh, that's a hard one. <laughs> um, I, I would say you're you're saying asking me mm-hmm, yeah um i guess i would say like what i mean most of the questions i feel like i would have asked but my biggest thing um back then was like okay you're what do i want to really do in life where do i want to where do i want to get and how do i get there how can how can this career help me get to where i really want to be if that makes sense yeah definitely I don't That might not make sense. But I just I look thinking back and I'm like, OK, I want to I want to work in this role. OK, what's next after this role? If that makes yeah. sense. So I just think in any in any in any job, you're always like, OK, what's the next move to where I really want to be?
3: I can appreciate that because that's definitely something I've struggled with. Just like an undergrad, I had this idea of where I wanted to be. But I didn't think of the stepping stones it took to get there. And I think that's really important part of getting to that final destination is knowing uh, the nights you're gonna spend in the arena again and uh, the hours that you're gonna have to put into it. So thank you, I appreciate it. That's uh, yeah. definitely important to consider. Yes.
0: No, thank you, Lee. That's a tough one, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I think you did a great job responding to that because it's, it's something that all of our students are contemplating. It's like, what's the trajectory? What's my pathway? You know, how, how do I envision where I'm heading? Uh, sometimes we don't know. I, I, I know that most of my career has just been happenstance. Uh, yeah. but, you know, some of it's been planned, but I think that planning and then going to school and all that other stuff in between is, is, uh, gotten me where I am today. So I, I, I can see, and by the way, where do you want to be in the end of it? I'm curious.
2: Um, I think maybe at the end, uh, on the admin side, mm. um, or NFL, I've always like maybe wanted to get, you know to the i don't know <laughs> i'm like no you no, no, no. you know what's funny when i was in college this this was my dream job i didn't really think about the next step and so i feel like it's good for people to really think about that you know and but it it's ever changing always for everyone right you never yeah. know and everybody's past different and everybody's past how they get there is different so
0: agree, and i appreciate that and i i do understand it's like i I got my dream job. And then sometimes I look around, well, what's next? What's because next? What's next yeah. in life. It's like, what's next? What's next? Yeah, and- But I, I
2: think they're very uh, lucky to have y'all to help them and, you know, have these conversations. So, because I, I think back 20, 10 years ago, like I wasn't thinking about what the next step was. I wasn't having these conversations. So I think it's very cool what y'all are doing.
0: Thank you. And, and Thank sometimes you. the what's next is let's just slow down, right? Let's just let's just be in what we're doing today type thing. Yeah. So, but no, I appreciate that. Yeah, Shelly and I really enjoy uh, this process and helping everyone along. So now-
1: Well, we appreciate people like you too to help like share with our students because I do think like you said, the industry is, always changing like the name image likeness will be you know when that passes it's going to be different again and so it always um is evolving and so we're really grateful for
2: yeah and there's so many different opportunities for people and so many different roles and all kinds of different aspects in sports so Mm -hmm. yeah it just depends on what you want to do and you can go from there
0: perfect so as promised, uh, now on Voices from the Field, we like to have fun every once in a while. Yeah, thank you, Gabby. Appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, oh, Gabby. So, uh, we we like to have a little fun. Too, she's like,
2: so I'm like, leaving like, you on this one. Yeah, she's, she's like, I don't want to. Yeah. On own. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: but we do this rapid fire QA and it's chock full of, like I said, lighthearted questions. So okay. with that, Shelly, let the fun begin. Okay,
1: so as Brian mentioned, they're just quick questions. Um, whatever comes to mind right away, just throw it out there. If it's one you don't want to answer, just pass. Totally fine. Um, I'm going to set a one minute timer on my phone, and then I'm going to I'm going to start. Um, but before I do, do you have any questions? No, I guess let's go. <laughs> okay, awesome. All right, here we go. First job, lifeguard. When you were little, what did you want to be when you grew up? Um, a meteorologist. What's your favorite holiday?
2: Um, Halloween slash Christmas.
1: Okay, what's the worst haircut you've ever had?
2: Um, a short haircut in sixth grade. It was terrible. <laughs>
1: what was the last book you've ever read? Or last book you read?
2: Um, I'm reading um, Trouble in Paradise right now by okay. Elan. I don't, I don't know her last name. It's good. It's good reading. What okay. motivates you to work hard? What motivates me to work hard? My passion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Name two daily habits: um, working out and my devotion. Okay. Favorite sport to play: volleyball. And Netflix. Golf. Oh. Golf.
1: I like Netflix, crime video or cable? Um, Netflix. All right, and that's time. Thanks, Lee. We got to know you a little bit better. Hopefully, those weren't too hard. No, that was fun. That wasn't too painful.
0: <laughs> we told you. We, we try to keep them happy.
1: lighthearted, as Brian <laughs> mentioned.
2: Yeah.
0: The funny thing is, everyone seems to remember their worst haircut like right off the bat. Like, oh, oh, it was oh, terrible. Oh, I no, regretted
2: sorry. it as soon as I did it, and I, there are pictures that I just do not want to surface. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: You and me both. I had a rat tail when I was in fifth grade. So,
2: oh, nice!
0: Uh, yeah, respect. I still
2: remember that. my classmate who had a rat, rat tail, too. So I feel oh, like we'll probably oh. still remember you, Brian. <laughs> oh,
0: fantastic. Okay. so I digress.
1: Thank God we didn't have social media for us. I yeah, was like, no. I had a as well. I'm like,
0: there would have been oh, a no always- oh, No.
2: I definitely had a very awkward stage there. So <laughs> there wasn't
0: that's what gives us parents. I did too. Yeah.
1: longer than a small stage for
2: me.
0: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So we'll do it. So thank you, Lee, so much for joining us today and taking the time to share your professional endeavors and some of your personal. They've been really, uh, really great. I, I know I, I, I'm, I'm really certain that the <laughs> University of Florida Department of Sport Management students, the faculty and the alumni appreciate and value your thoughts. With that said, please follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at EverythingUFSPM. We are your hosts, Brian Avery.
1: And Shelly Lyle.
0: And go Go Gators. Gators.